How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This week on Pop Gaze. We talk gay proposals. The Tony Award nominations. And the age-old question, who's your daddy? Hi, I'm Jordan. I'm Charlie. And I'm Aurelia. And welcome to Pop Games, a pop culture podcast for postmodern queers. For postmodern queers! (laughs) Hey, babies! Hi! How are you doing today? Yeah, I hope you're doing well, listeners. And how are you guys? Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I hope everyone is doing well in light of the new Dan Andrews announcement. Oh my God. And on such a sunny day. Thank God. Mm. Yeah. We needed this. Yeah, just a nice, like, we're not fully there yet, but just to have anything lifted and, you know, the radius extended and that kind of stuff, it gives us hope. Mm. It just, it means that people can, like, a lot, not everybody, especially if your family's in rural Victoria, but it means a lot of Melbournians can see their parents or their siblings or someone they fucking love, you know? (laughs) And it's such a needed thing, like, Josh is seeing his mum tomorrow for the first time, like, since lockdown started, because they can now overlap. But they are still too far away. Like, our homes are too far away from each other, but they're meeting in the middle in Williamstown. Mm. So they're going to go out for coffee and that kind of stuff, which is also where Josh and his family grew up. So it's like a nice trip down memory lane for them. Of course. That's so cute. Yeah. That makes so much sense since we went to dinner in Williamstown that time. Yeah, that's right. After that gig. That was fun. Back when there were gigs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, my God. That was a strange gig as well. That, like, what was it? Like a queer conference? It was a queer conference that hired, like, five oh my comedians. God, yes. I was there. Yeah, I know. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That was really funny. Did you come for dinner, Jordan? No, I had to run straight afterwards. I think I had something on because it was, like, during – I don't even know what it, when it was, but it was, like, one of those things where we all kind of rocked up from – like, we all had yeah. shit on. Mm. And then it was, like, okay, we, and then we did this gig. And it was one of those ones where it lights on. Yeah. Like, I can see the audience. In an empty auditorium. I can't. Yeah. And they were at the end of like, like the audience that was there were at the end of like a 10 hour conference sort of thing. And no one was in the mood for comedy. And they're just (laughs) sitting there just like, hey. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Was it during Fringe, maybe? Uh, was it, wasn't it, it was early this January. year? Like, really early this year? Yeah. Uh, time doesn't exist for me yeah. anymore. <laughs> but it was a paid gig and those are hard to come by. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. and we are grateful for them. We love money. We do. <laughs> I'd do it again, and so would you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there was a vent. I remember that. There was, like, a vent that was, like, blowing up air, and I, like, stood over it, like, <laughs> blowing <laughs> <laughs> Marilyn Monroe moment. Yeah. Do you guys are you guys okay with seeing the audience at gigs? How do you like? What's your vibe? I I just want to hear laughs happening <laughs> in total darkness. <laughs> yes. I love seeing the audience. <laughs> <laughs> I love doing slow bitches. Honestly, it makes yeah. me so happy, especially when I see people in the audience that are like my target audience. Of course. I don't like it when I'm like That's doing true. an open mic and it's all like dude bros 
Um, yes. Going for like after work drinks. But if it's like a show where it's like well organized and like there's a sea of queer or even better brown faces in front of mm. me, that warms my heart. Yeah, yeah that is nice. Yeah. And also mm. like I find that like seeing the audience is really good, especially for more laid back geeks as well. Like especially midweek ones where people are kind of having a drink and they're accidentally at a comedy night, you know? They didn't Yeah. <laughs> They didn't plan on going out, but suddenly there's a man on the stage. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome. Um, The comedy begins now. But it's nice when people are like just there listening to you talk. I don't know. Sometimes there's gigs where you're like, I want laughs all the time. And obviously you want as many laughs as possible. That's ideal. But other times it's just nice to have an audience Mm. that's listening and enjoying listening. So especially as an audience member, I don't necessarily laugh out loud yeah. and I might enjoy a comic or a performer more that I didn't necessarily laugh at the most. Yes, I'm like mm. that. If something's funny to me, I'll just say, that's funny. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the kind of person where I'm at a gig and my friend goes on before me and they're doing like the set I've seen 500 times. And I still laugh really loud. <laughs> yeah. As yeah. to infect the other people. You are a gem. I will say that. Like, yeah. No, that's good. That's a gift to have. <laughs> also speaking about comedy, uh, I think comedy, the best thing is like the friends you make. And our friend and fellow comedian, Ree Down, has just gotten engaged. Yay! And I'm going to be a bridesmaid. Yes. Oh, my God. And congrats to you, Aurelia. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fun. What is like, what do you think it's going to entail being a bridesmaid? Like, what's the gig? I have no idea. I feel like it's like organizing the hands party. Fun. You guys are going to get messed up, I can tell. Yeah, it's going to get so messy. (laughs) I don't know. It's like organize the drugs and the drinks for the party. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Maybe a stripper? I don't know. I would get one. I would a thousand percent get a stripper. Like, I would, like, (laughs) if it was my own hands party, I would have so many strippers. I think it's part of it. Male or female? Probably male, and I cannot tell you why. I think because my mum would be there for a bit and I think I would love to see my mum reacting to a male stripper (laughs) (laughs) the last bridal party I wasn't part of the bridal party but there was a hence night and we went to Byron Bay and what we didn't know at the time was like there's really strict laws in New South Wales not only in Sydney but also in Byron and we were like wasted in this like weird club and there were cops inside to like make sure that everyone is abiding by those regulations. And one of the people in the bridal party thought there were strippers and like <laughs> walked up to them and asked the cops if there were strippers. Oh my God. <laughs> but I was oh like, no, that gun is real. He is not just happy to see you. Yeah. <laughs> that is like sketch comedy brought to life. I forget about the laws in New South Wales. I think because right now New South Wales looks like a a lawless place where everybody can run around and do whatever they want. And we we obviously are in stage four lockdowns. So I genuinely until this moment forgot about, what are they called? The lockout laws? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think we've talked about weddings before, but I don't think we've talked about proposals. (gasps) Do you see yourself proposing or being proposed to? You go, Charlie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's weird because, like, on so many things, I'm very, like, who cares? Just make your own rules. Like, don't abide by these, like, heteronormative standards or anything like that. But when it comes to proposal, for some reason, I am really strict that I must be proposed to. (laughs) It's just like this thing I have, I think because I'm very extroverted and my boyfriend is very introverted, but just in general, I'm attracted to introverted guys anyway. So I have always had this kind of syndrome in my head of like, you know, am I initiating this all the time? Am I the one who's like bringing all the... Um, the drama. Yeah. And like <laughs> <laughs> the mess and the yes. chaos. <laughs> and the love. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, like I was the first one to sort of like reach out to my boyfriend and I asked him out and I said, do you want to be boyfriends? And like, <gasps> I kind of like, I was the one to initiate most of the steps of our relationship and moving out and that kind of stuff. So I think if I was to propose, I'd be fine with that, but I'd always be wondering, like, have I just, like, created this, you know? Like, 
Does he really like me? Have I talked this man into this? Yeah. Yeah. Am I just really fucking persuasive? You are. (laughs) Yeah. That's why I want to know that it came from him. Yeah, Yeah. of course. Of course. (laughs) I guess I... No. I 100% get what you mean. It's also so funny that, like, even in, like, terms of proposals, we're still like, oh, who initiates? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Who leads? Who checks first? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I love that. I don't know. Kayla and I have this joke where she proposes to me all the time and I say no and I laugh <laughs> at her. <laughs> oh my God. That's kind of like Josh and I because I, we've discussed it a lot yeah. of times and I've told him that like you would have to propose to me because of these reasons. And he's like, okay, well, will you marry me? And like, he'll just say it like that, like really off the cuff, like immediately in response to that. And I'm like, <laughs> no, you're doing it fucking properly. <laughs> On one knee. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't care about, like, the one knee thing, but, like, I want him to, like... Have a ring? No, I, I don't even care about the ring. I just want him to, like, make a thing of it, you know, like... Fairy lights at the least. Not him literally just responding <laughs> to me talking about marriage, being like, fine, all right, well, will you marry me? Oh, my God. Like, he's being so a funny. shithead, and I'm just yeah, like, yeah, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when um Case and I went travelling last year, she she had like it was just just this joke where like every so often she'd be like Jordan Bar and then oh, she'd like no! go down to get on one knee and I'd be like, <laughs> it was oh, God, so funny. It. it was very funny at the time because we both knew what was going on. But there was one time it was like the last day we were in Amsterdam we we're in this like really beautiful street by ourselves and I think I did something dumb like maybe I like farted or something. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Because it would always be something stupid that spurred her into being like, Jordan Bar. <laughs> like, and she like got down on one knee and I like, because there was nobody else on this street. And so I like grabbed her by the arm and was like, get the fuck up. <laughs> like, and was just being so rude to her in play, in jest. And then I threw her into the gutter. <laughs> yeah, truly. <laughs> there was this couple who had like stopped walking oh, no. because they were like, oh, oh my God. Like, it's happening. And then they just witnessed me be like, like, grab her by her shirt and be like, get the fuck up. Like, we're going. Like, you know what's going to happen? One day she's going to do that and you'll be like laughing. And then she actually gets out the box. And Jordan's going to punch her across the face. <laughs> Whack it out of her hand, you yeah. idiot. Um, no, I don't see, uh, I'm not a very, I, I love a wedding, but I am too poor for the kind of wedding that I want. So it's not happening for a long time. You want a Christine from Selling Sunset. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I want Lisa Vanderpump's daughter's wedding. Everything pink. I'm going to wear a huge dress that is disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> and have a great time. What about you, Aurelia? Would you be the one to propose? Yeah, I think so. I think I'll be the one to pose. Nice. You have that vibe. I'm, yeah, I'm daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody needs one. (laughs) That's amazing. How would you do it? Do you know? I'm just like, I don't know. I'd have like a whole thing. It would all be for like documented for the generations. You know, there'd be a hire someone with a drone to like film it from above oh my a drone God. <laughs> i'm screaming you know what? she'll be like that drone is really annoying and i'd be like yeah like it's really gone out of control how people are like <sighs> loving everything these days oh my god conspiracy <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll get to the top of the thing actually it'll be like in norway at Trolltunga. oh, <laughs> oh my, god. my god i love how you Stop began it. the story saying oh i thought a little bit about it and you're like there'll be a drone we're in norway this is what happens <laughs> <laughs> It's like a beautiful spring day. I'll be like so tired from my hike and like a little bit sweaty. And I'll be like, here's a wet towelette. Oh, <laughs> so you can God. dab it away. Dab away the sweat. Dab, dab, dabity dab. And then I'll like get something out of my bag, but it's like not the ring. It's like a thermos with like hot coffee. And then I'll pour that. I'll be like, can you pour that, babe? And then I'll get the ring out. And then I'll be like, also, do you want this? And then I'll say, Will you marry me? <laughs> oh my god, that is yeah. so elaborate. I love it. And at this point, what's the drone doing? I need to know. The drone is just <laughs> circling. <laughs> yeah, just circling and like getting the moment where she drops the coffee cup because she's so surprised for the ring. Yes. Yeah. And you gotta put like a confetti cannon in the drone so that it like bursts when she <laughs> says yes. But it's like all like um elderflower petals because we are not about polluting the earth. 
with that mm. confetti. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Just polluting the earth with drones. Just a drone. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough damage for today. Now she's going to know, like, anytime you're like, babe, and then... <laughs> 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 oh that sounds really nice though I don't, I'm not about public proposals give me such secondhand like oh embarrassment and anxiety some people love it though I guess I mean they yeah. must mm. I find it so like when people do it like in like busy restaurants or like up on yeah, stage at an I event and it's like you've held a gun to that person's head they cannot say no <laughs> I love it when that the people so say dramatic. no I'm like that's what you get don't fuck mm, yeah. with people's lives. Yeah. <laughs> so my previous job involved a lot of elaborate proposals. So I worked at the aquarium. Oh my god. I did the private tours there. So like You were the aquatic marriage celebrant. I was the third <laughs> wheel. <laughs> just constantly just like Fish girls like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd do these like penguin passport tours. And because everybody people think that penguins mate for life mm. and they don't. Like they they're monogamous, but they'll move on after a year or two good on them <laughs> but <laughs> the fucking like every time i've only experienced men proposing to women so i haven't seen although i think there was a gay couple it seems like a very like lesbian thing to do to have some kind of elaborate animal proposal mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> particularly because penguins are super gay you know yeah mm-hmm. everybody always wants you to talk about how penguins mate for life and you're always doing this tour at the beginning you just generally are giving them info and there's this like man there who Who's like prodding you, be like, and they give each other stones, right? Because that means that they love each other with oh this my precious God. gift and they stay together forever. <laughs> and I'm like, technically, no. Um, <laughs> as- <laughs> Penguin divorce rate is 50%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, oh, I, I did one where like it's always just really awkward and you like we'd get to the end of the tour and we're on the ice and there's these penguins around who don't give a fuck and they're so hungry. They're like, because they're hungry all the time. Penguins just are constantly eating. So they just like <laughs> see humans on the ice and like, give me fish and then please fuck off. And you have to get to the end of the tour and you're like, and any more questions? And then the guy oh, is like, no. I actually have a question for you. And the girl's like, what? Um, <laughs> like, no. they're always, they're always genuinely like, yeah, what, what? And then, and then they get down on the knee and everybody said yes. And then it's like been joyous when I've been there. But this one girl in my team took this couple for a proposal. And as soon as he got down on one knee, she was like, no, don't do this. Please don't do this. And. <laughs> My colleague was just like standing there while this woman was like, please don't do this. Please don't do this. And he's down there and he's holding it and his eyes are like so wide staring at her. And he's, he's like whispering, like my family's here, your family's here. They're watching, please. Like all our families are here. And she's just going, no, 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 don't do this. Don't. And then he, she goes, okay, okay, fine. And then he, the fucking penguin keepers bring out this big sign that says, she says yes. And then she finally sees the family. They're waving. They're all happy. She didn't say yes. Thing. She said fine. <laughs> <laughs> she said fine. Let's fucking oh. do it. Oh, it's that's just... so awful. She probably planned to break up with him. I reckon. I've heard stories like friends of friends and friends where like they are going through a breakup or they're on the brink of a breakup and then they propose, which seems fucking mm. crazy to me, mm. but mm-hmm. to each their own. That reminds me of a show I started watching on Netflix <laughs> <laughs> called The Haunting of Bly Manor. Have you seen? I'm watching The Haunting of Hill House at the moment, mm-hmm. which is like the first season. So I started that because I've heard that Bly Manor is really good. And they're both, I just really like, well, I'm watching the first season. I really like chill horror like and <laughs> horror that's actually about trauma. <laughs> yeah, because it's not coming at you scary. It's more psychological, I think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm the opposite. I can do, like, thriller scary, and I get a kick out of that, but I can't do the, like, supernatural, like, mindfuck kind of (laughs) horrors. Like, I get really messed up, can't sleep, I hate it, like... I can't, like, switch off after watching them. So, like, you couldn't pay me to watch those kind of movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was your favourite season of American Horror Story? I haven't actually watched it. You haven't watched it. Have you watched it, Jordan? Yeah. I'm actually re-watching it at the moment because there's a few seasons I missed. I mm-hmm. missed season two, Same. which is, like, yeah. Everybody says season two is, like, one of their favourites. But I actually grew up in an old mental institution. So. <laughs> I- what? 
Wow. Yeah, like my family home is what used to be the Q Lunatic Asylum. That's what it was called. Like while you were living there? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I cannot confirm or deny that. Wait, wait. Is your family still living there? Yeah, that's like home. That's where my family is. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so home. How are we just discovering this? Can I, like, come over Christmas or something? Yeah, we'll need you to sage the house. (laughs) But it's, um, there's so many funny things that have happened there that I, (laughs) that I didn't at the time. I was like, this is fine. And then I'll sage people and they'll be like, "Mm, sounds like you were fucking haunted. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like a big complex. So there's lots of townhouses and apartments, like, in it. It's not just like, we don't just live in this big, like, manor. Yeah. So I couldn't watch season two of American Horror Story because I was like, this is a bit too close. And some of my friends' parents growing up like worked in medicine and they had to do internships in the Q Lunatic Asylum in what it used to be because it only shut down in like the early 90s. And when they would drop me off, they would like drop me down the street and oh they God. would say to their kids, like, <laughs> they'd be like, that's a fucked up place to live. And I'd be like, my child is home. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, there must have been some cheap property. Yeah. <laughs> if someone told me today in 2020 the only way for you to get on the property market is by living in an old lunatic asylum, I would fucking buy it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And they've made it look real nice. That's so wild. I didn't even know that lunatic asylums like that were that recent. Yeah, apparently the show Cozzy, the playwright, based it on this asylum. Oh, yeah, we studied Cozzy at school. I haven't read it. I just yeah. avoid all this stuff because I'm like... It's too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what's your favourite series of American Horror Story, Aurelia? Um, the one with the witches, the coven? Yes. Fuck yeah. yeah. Charlie, if you were to watch it, I think that's the one you'd like. It's gay. Yeah, yeah. That was big on the, like, Tumblr era. Yes. Imagery and the fashion, and it looks really good. What I love about American Horror Story is that it's so camp. And, like, the genre of horror in general, I would argue, is, like, really camp. Like, the amount of particularly cis gay men that I know that fucking love horror and love, Mm -hmm. like, jump scares and stuff. Like, you, Charlie, you freak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I love screaming. I don't love lying awake at 3 (laughs) a.m. thinking there's a poltergeist in the room. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, my God. Did you guys watch that Australian movie Relic? No. It's on Stan? You won't like it, Charlie. It's a slow burn and it's a horror. And then at the end, you're like, oh, this is about Alzheimer's. And then you're just lying awake feeling sad. Oh, <laughs> so no. it's like, oh. But it's fucking, I enjoyed it. What are some of the other things you've kind of watched since we last spoke? Not, maybe not horror related. I gave that singer on game show a go with Titus Burgess. And I copped out after one episode because I was like, this is shit. It was so awful. God. What is this show? You gotta watch it, Jordan. It has all these contestants not really singing against each other, but like yeah. singing next to each other. It's basically Sing Star. Like they get graded yeah. for how much they meet the bars of like how much you sustain the note. Okay. Ugh. First of all, <laughs> yeah. like that shit is fucking wrong. Because yes. we all know when we played Sing Star as a kid, the, uh, you just had to sustain a long yep. note with like no vibrato or no shaking in yes. your voice. And then you would get like, you could be the worst singer in the world, but as long as you're singing like, California girls are undeniable, you would get. hundred <laughs> points. Yes, exactly. And you've nailed it in one because that's the problem with it. And the system hasn't improved either. So there's no adjustment for vibrato. So like, like some of them have really incredible like belts and are sounding great to the listener. But yeah, it'll just be like tapping in and out of the scorecard. And it's like, why do you want them to not sound good? I don't know. It's shitty. Mm. And also, it's very clear that Titus Burgess, who's like a hilarious comedic actor, he's not a host Mm. and he's not like good at the like improv and he just looks like a deer in headlights on that stage. (laughs) (laughs) I loved him in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. (laughs) Oh, so funny. He needs to stick to those types of things. Yeah. And the contestants are so fucking annoying. Oh my God. (laughs) Like they all have their little like to cam moments where they're like, 
I'm Melissa. I have five dogs, and my boyfriend thinks it's too much. Oh. <laughs> you know what, Melissa? It is fucking too much, and you're on this show. Like, yeah. That's too much for me. And then they have to vote for who they want to leave the round. And, like, mm. it's very clear that they never thought about what the mechanic is. Do you just get eliminated because you're the worst singer of the bunch? Or is it, like, you knock out your greatest competitor or whatever? And... Like, it's like they wanted drama of people voting out the shittest singer, but every single one of them cops out and is like, I'm voting for you because I think you're my biggest threat and you're an incredible Mm. singer. And then it just becomes this, like, wank-off about, like, I love you so much that I want to send you home. (laughs) 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 It's so bad. What do they win? Is it prize money? It's money, but it's not even that much. Yeah. Uh, they get more money that? in the pot from correctly seeing the notes. Uh, I'm fucking furious. Also, you would nail this show, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, I know it will. California. <laughs> I don't know why that. I was like, do you know when I started singing that, I was like, oh, the only song I can think of right now is Firework. And then I said, <laughs> California Girls. Oh, it comes to mind. I watched the Blackpink doco, which you guys have to watch. I'm I'm so eager. I'm knee deep in Blackpink. Well, I'm flipping between Blackpink and Princess Die content at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Have you guys seen the trailer for the new season of The Crown on Netflix? No. No. Oh, my God. If it catches you at the right time of your cycle, you'll burst into tears in coals. Ah, <laughs> uh, I love it. I heard someone say that being born into a royal family is a form of cruelty, and I can't. Anyway, knee deep in Princess Die content. For a second, I thought you said Princess Die. <laughs> Or King Princess, that singer. King Princess, that singer, yeah. I love their song. God, so good. There was all this, like, controversy about King Princess because King Princess's family is rich and they're in record, like, in the oh. record business. So she, is she the right pronoun for King Princess? I'm pretty sure, yeah. I think it is. And then also she uses a lot of African-American vernacular. Mm. Uh, like <laughs> this song is on Fleek Bay. <laughs> Things are a bit cringe. But putting that aside, King Princess's music is great. Yeah. She did release Pussy is God, which is such a track. It is <laughs> a blessing for all the gays, <laughs> to be honest. What's that one where it's like, and I'll let you throw it down. And hit the back. Hit the back. Yes. I like that one. That's great. I fucking love that. I do love this, like, surgence of gay women or, like, just queer people in general, like, being overly sexual as well. I think that's really fucking nice. In the same way that I just loved whack because I was like, Mm. yes. (laughs) (laughs) And the fact that the the censored version is wet and gushy. Which is worse. Which is worse. Yeah. And great. Yeah. (laughs) Gushy. Uh, like an eight-year-old's walking around saying wet and gushy. Oh, my God. It's like those memes. It's like, don't you miss the 2000s, like, meme page. And one of them is, like, me and my 12-year-old friends at the school dance. And it's like, to the window, to the wall, the sweat dropped down my ball. Yeah. <laughs> all, these, like, all these, like, kids in, like, Hannah Montana shirts just, like, raising the roof. <laughs> I think there's a really good Chris Rock bit where he talks about that song and he's like, to the window, to the wall, the sweat drips off my balls. All these bitches crawl? You just said you have sweaty balls. (laughs) Very funny. I've been really into all the, like, new reality TV shows that Netflix has been pumping out. Like, Million Dollar Beach House. Oh, I haven't watched that. It's like Selling Sunset, but for... What is it? New, upper New York? <gasps> the Hamptons. The Hamptons. That's what I'm looking for. Mm. That's how you can tell I'm not rich. I don't even know where the Hamptons are. <laughs> <laughs> and then I've been watching a lot of home renovation type shows just because my girlfriend and I just watched them and then we're like, we hate this. We hate everything they do. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about how much better we would make it. Oh and, my God. Yes. But let me guess, you then do nothing in your real life about it. <laughs> We have actually planned to go to Ikea once retail reopens. It's just a plan. Did you say that? We've actually planned to go to Ikea, so hold your tongue. Yeah, yeah. So watch that now. (laughs) Once Bunnings is back open, we will be DIYing the roof of this house. I went through a um, Marie Kondo phase. 
Oh, me too. That has actually kind of stuck. Like, it's been the one, like, fad-based thing that I've taken on that has, yeah, actually had a lasting impression on me. I still fold up all my laundry that way and it is heaps better and mm. got rid of so much stuff because of it. And yeah, there's just heaps more room in my bedroom now. It's awesome. Yeah. I'm always like, does this spark joy? That's actually a question I use. Yeah. Because it, it works. It does. We all do like big clean outs, especially of clothes and stuff every year or so. Well, I do. And I have so many like novelty t-shirts that I bought when I was trying to be some kind of like manic pixie dream girl. Oh my God. <laughs> what do they say? What do they yeah, say? Yeah. What do they say? Just fucking, no, like truly, <laughs> <laughs> like just like dumb shit. Like they didn't, wouldn't necessarily say something, but it'll be like, I'm anti-vax. <laughs> 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 no but i want to get that i love it imagine imagine if i just started that would be fucking hilarious actually if someone just started wearing a shirt that said i'm anti-vax because you would just i feel like you would any kind of filter that anybody has would, would just be immediately ripped away the way that people would interact with you yeah. mm. I- hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. They'd be like, yes, my queen, come outside and look at this <laughs> plant thing. Or they'd be like, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I don't know. I had a lot of, like, show t-shirts from, like, School, oh yeah school shows a lot of like tourist t-shirts that like parents would get me or i got when i went somewhere and they weren't even nice like i quite like the aesthetic of like reclaimed novelty t-shirts like the old school vintage stuff. Yeah, yeah absolutely but they were just really tacky and yuck and i <laughs> just had a drawer a literal drawer filled with novelty t-shirts <laughs> <laughs> and it gets to the point where you're like i only ever look at these things or this item when i'm doing a clean out so it's gotta go yeah there's so many like trinkets and things i think that especially i mean, well i don't know i wonder if i wonder if this is true but especially when you're queer as a teenager especially when you're not a hundred percent sure what your deal is you start to base your personality on random shit <laughs> like i was really into a band called mcfly i loved mcfly i loved mcfly <laughs> yes and i would fall in love with these like boy bands like one direction as well even though i was like in year 12 so i was like <laughs> old enough to know that they they were like a product and not an actual yeah. band um but i was into it but i would always pick like like the worst one like i was really into tom from mcfly me too but i <laughs> but i think it's because i was like well no one will go for them so i can i can have them oh my god <laughs> i love this shit as well. anyway so do you, do you guys have that experience of like as a teenager just having clutter yeah because i'd be like trying to copy like a look i see rihanna wear on the red carpet back when people would wear like low jeans and like a little tops uh, <laughs> mm. and nightmare then, 
Like, it just wouldn't look like that on me. And my mum would be like, you can't wear those little low jeans. They're inappropriate. Now I want to wear them more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I actually still have stuff that I've had for ages. I have a pair of, like, cut-off jeans I bought when I was 15. And they still fit me, and I wear them every summer. Oh, nice. Yeah. Fuck yes. That's yeah. so good. It's about like eliminating. I'm. I wonder if you felt this way, Charlie. But like getting rid of stuff, especially the Marie Kondo thing. You can get once you get on a roll, you start fucking throwing everything out. You're like, oh, yeah. nah. <laughs> I'm brutal about it as well. Yeah, like, it got to the point where I was like, so I have one shirt and <laughs> a pair of jeans. <laughs> Oh, this will make me laugh. There was one point where I was like, I just need eight different white t-shirts, three or four different pairs of jeans, and then a leather jacket. Oh, my God. And you'd be fine. Oh, my God. You'd be Christmas Stewart. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Ugh, it's so dumb. Nobody needs to see an Oklahoma t-shirt from 2008, you know? like. Oh, my God. We should talk about the Tony Award nominees this year. Oh, my God. Have you heard about this, Aurelia? No, please fill me in. I don't really know much about those types of awards. So basically, <laughs> the Tonys are obviously the like stage awards in America, and for musical theatre gays especially, they're a big thing because they award you know best new musical and best musical theatre male lead and female lead and that kind of stuff. But because it's 2020 and shit has been absolutely fucked. The eligible shows this year are so few that the nominees are just an absolute farce because there's only really three shows, like three musicals, that could even be eligible that are that began in the new like award season, which are like Moulin Rouge, which is an Australian-made show, which I actually love, mm-hmm. but is not an original technically because it's you know it's a movie that has been turned into a stage show. Mm-hmm. Then the Tina Turner musical, which is a jukebox <laughs> musical, and then the Alanis Morissette musical, again, another jukebox musical. But because the Alanis show and the Tina show obviously have female leads and they don't have a male lead, the only person <laughs> who is nominated for best male lead at the Tonys this year is Aaron Tveit from Moulin Rouge. One guy. <laughs> One guy is nominated. It's literally like and the nominees are Aaron Tavay. Aaron Tavay. <laughs> wow. Congrats, King. Yeah, get it, boy. Also, he's like a music theatre darling Mm -hmm, that has like originated a lot of roles and arguably has deserved a Tony for many years. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like he's having his Leonardo DiCaprio like finally moment. (laughs) Yeah. But it's sort of soured by the fact that they literally have no other candidates. There's no one there. And it's the same three musicals over and over again. The Instagram feed for the Tony Awards is so funny. It's the same with plays. Like 2020 live show were lasted a minute and (laughs) like and i think the tonys has a whole lot of qualifications as well so even if shows did open if they didn't run for x amount of time if they didn't have like because a lot of shows were still heavily in previews oh my god it's so it's so funny and also because i haven't heard i think the soundtrack to moulin rouge is great but i haven't heard great things about it same with the alanis morissette jagged little pill I fucking love the actor in that. Oh my god, what's her name? Lauren Patton. Is that right? Yes. And but I've I've heard that the show itself is like fucking weird, <laughs> like yeah. not like loosely tied together. I mean, the music is great, but I just I think that's so funny. I I'm just like it's such a 2020 thing. Like, yes. This year is just mayhem. I, I'm surprised they even did it. Like, wouldn't you just be like, look, we really don't have that great a pool. Let's just save it till next year and, like, all those shows will be considered for next year's awards ceremony. Absolutely. And I'd even go as far as to say, like, especially in the US, I doubt that 2021 will actually resume business as usual. True. They might not even have it next year. So just combine it. Broadway's lights are going to be out till May next year. Fuck. Wow. It's just, I don't even know what you would do. I mean, you kind of, (gasps) okay, sorry. I just remembered I saw a video of an astrologer predicting what's going to happen in the next six months. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us. What did they say? Please. Okay. My my eyes are open. My ears are open. Mm -hmm. So she opens with her prediction is that Biden will win, but Trump will refuse to leave office, which is what a few people have said might happen. He might like refuse. And then there's like essentially a civil war. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
So, is it, is that, oh my god. That's like a thing people think is going to happen, just the way that he talks about it. And the way that he talks about, like, the Proud Boys and stuff, being like, we'll have our time soon. Oh, my God. Terrifying. But she was essentially like, okay, so his Biden's moon actually comes into something. I don't see – the thing is, I don't fucking understand astrology, but whenever anyone talks to me about it, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so something about his moon is good, which suggests that he's going to have success on this date. But he and Trump both have this, like, Saturn thing happening on the same day, which is election day. So something significant happens for both of them, which, you know, could just be the election. But it would suggest that something good happens for Biden, but something interesting is going to happen for Trump. Trump. Mm. So that's why she's like saying he'll refuse to leave office. And then around Feb, January, which is like inauguration, well, when it's supposed to be like their planet's are like out of whack. And so she's like, I think that there's going to be a completely like rejig of like the whole government and like all this stuff. And she's like, it sounds like some kind of war. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how much worth we put into this tiktok astrologer but she makes some valid points <laughs> she makes some valid points where's the lie you know speaking also, of tiktok did you guys say oh you go over there no just quickly donald trump is a gemini <gasps> oh my god mm. and both his faces are orange <laughs> <laughs> what happened on tiktok charlie oh yeah so did you guys say on tiktok there was that gay couple that got married and after they had their first kiss, one of the couple like sort of moves back as music starts playing and all of their groomsmen and bridesmaids start dancing this choreographed song to Stupid Love. And it's like really, really tight choreography, but it's so cringe. And, <laughs> you know, and like <laughs> the entire wedding party is like socially distanced. They're in masks, sitting in the chairs, just watching these like people dancing the most hard striking movements to like stupid love (laughs) that just starts playing and like one of the grooms is just watching his now husband do it like at him it's like the epitome of like when people sing happy birthday to you and you don't know what to do with yourself you're like do i where do i put my hands like what do i do and the guy that's dancing he's going so hard that like he busts a seam in his pants and like he's there's like a hole under his crotch oh my god it's just a chaos of cringe and it's like really sweet but it's also just like holy shit and then all the gays have just been roasting it online being like this would never happen at my wedding and then and then other gays are coming at those gays being like who are you to judge other gays also you're never gonna get married you're a slut and then all these other gays are like don't slut shame me i'll do what i want i'm never gonna get married and it's just chaos oh my god nothing will separate the queers like a flash mob like yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny i find wedding dances so funny yeah like even the the premise of like a daddy daughter dance as well like father daughter dances i'm like why are you doing this yeah Yeah. i hate that shit i want to have a daddy daddy dance so we get both our dads to dance (laughs) (laughs) no it's a dance off yes (laughs) one dad will leave triumphant (laughs) (laughs) there's so much like there's so much weird culture around like fathers and daughters like have you guys heard of those things in in, mainly in the US but I'm sure there's some in Australia where like there's these big father daughter balls Mm. and they give their daughters a purity ring at the end of the ball and they like dance with them yes I have seen that (laughs) and I hate it I fucking hate it it makes me so uncomfortable like would you have that with a mother and her son like a mother giving her son a purity ring <laughs> no. It just seems so odd. It seems more sexually weird than just talking to your parents about sex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are some bizarre traditions. I know that we've discussed gender reveals before, but I saw another one on <laughs> TikTok and uh, on Twitter this week that I could not even fucking believe it. It's like the straights are like, after the wildfire, they're like, how can we top this? How can we get yeah. even more <laughs> bizarre? And basically it's in the front yard of this house. It's all these people standing around this like makeshift boxing ring. And out of the front door comes these giant inflated baby costumes. Like, you know, those things where it like, it pumps it full of air to keep Mm -hmm. it inflated. So they're like, it's kind of like scary, like uncanny valley. Like these babies are too large and the proportions are wrong. But one is a boy baby and one is a girl baby because she has eyelashes 
and a pink bow. <laughs> and so the, the two babies come out and then they box each other ah! and it's a smackdown and whichever baby wins and like pins down the other baby is triumphant. And so the boy like knocks out the girl to the floor and then as she's just like lying there, these like blue streamers explode from the um the boxing ring and everyone's like cheering like it's a fucking boy. <laughs> like <laughs> That is insane. So they killed a woman. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Just another way that the patriarchy found women to uplift men. Literally. I I don't even know where to begin. And just also just that level of like misogyny in that, like, like literally like beating this baby. With eyelashes. Yeah. To the ground (laughs) being like, it's a boy. Boys dominate. Boys win. It's just all of the implications of it are just so, ugh. Wow. My favorite gender reveal video I've seen is, I think the mother-to-be pops a balloon, but nothing comes out. And then it pans across to the grandma, I think. And she's wearing a brown wig and she reveals it. And underneath that brown wig is a blue wig. And then everyone (laughs) just shouts. That's good. (laughs) I will allow it. (laughs) There are some gender roles where I'm like, camp, hilarious. What would you guys do if you were to indulge into this mayhem? If we were het scum, what yeah. would we? <laughs> I can't even, like, I, I would have to, you'd have to troll it. What would you do? You'd do something funny, though, Aurelia. I don't even know. I'm the kind of person I want to be pregnant and nobody really knows. And then one day I'll publicize my pregnancy photo shoot mm. where I'm, like, at eight months and it's, like, I'm covering my titties and my, my bum and stuff. And then people will be like, oh, my God, bitch, you're pregnant. And then I'll be like, yeah, my baby is due next month. And then I'll post a photo of me holding the baby and I'll have, like, a name that's kind of ambiguous and nobody will know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's my I plan. Guess. I think yeah. that's the best plan. I'd probably just start a wildfire. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good yeah. default option. Yeah, fuck the animals. <laughs> Koalas aren't wearing pants and skirts for me to know their gender anyway, so they can go. I can't see their eyelashes, so who's to know? Yeah, <laughs> they don't have a bow. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Also, like, the irony of all that is, like, most, like, cis men that I know have the most luscious eyelashes. And then (laughs) I'm here with, like, my three just being like, hey. (laughs) (laughs) Are you thinking of having kids, though? Like, do you think that's a possibility for you? Is it on the bucket list? I'm not planning it anytime soon. Mm. But, um, I don't know. I vacillate. Like, I love kids and I want them in my life. But I think, yeah, it's just that it's a huge commitment. And the idea that it would have to be either adoption or surrogacy that adds on like a new level of like mm-hmm. mm. i have always thought that if i have children it will be an accident so the fact that i'm in a monogamous relationship and we both have vaginas makes that difficult like there's no element of fun yeah <laughs> it has to be fully thought out and the more i think about it the more i don't think it works for me but if i just got pregnant accidentally i'd probably be like Fuck yeah. <laughs> How about you, Aurelia? What do you I <laughs> what are you gonna do? Yeah, I think I think I wanna have a baby. Why not? It'll happen. <laughs> My girlfriend and I have kind of talked about it and we're like already like fighting about who should have a baby first. And I'm like, it should be me because I'm older. And she's like, No, it should be me. <laughs> but I'm like, I don't have a career and you do. So it doesn't make sense. But I think she should have a baby first and then I'll have one and then she can go back to work. Or you could be one of those chaotic couples that both have babies at the same time. (laughs) Or like maybe we'll just try at the same time and whoever gets pregnant first wins. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, great. Pitch it to Netflix. This is a good idea. (laughs) that's very funny that you guys are fighting over who will carry because whenever Kayla and I have like talked about it even in a joking way I'm like you're fucking carrying she's like absolutely not you will be (laughs) oh my god I think we both want to we want to have two kids so we can both carry (sighs) nice that's what my sister-in-law and her wife are going to be doing they're in the process Mm. of planning for kids and it's going to be like one of them goes and then the other one goes but they both want the experience I don't experience of what like your anus and your vagina tears like i'm sorry i'm sorry i have a i have a fear of childbirth (laughs) Uh, that's understandable yeah 
No, my mum literally told me that would happen when I was still a child. <laughs> she was like, when I gave birth to you, <laughs> you taught me open. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, get over you it, love mom. me now, right? <laughs> Sorry, mom. My mom's yeah. just always like, I can't hold on to we <laughs> because oh of God. you. I love that kid comeback of like, I didn't ask to be born. Mm-hmm. I've used that one. I love it. I still use yeah. it, but yeah. to myself. <laughs> In my just, workplace. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have to be born. <laughs> just like watching dance presses yelling at the TV. <laughs> oh, God. Did you guys see there was a liberal brunch advertisement for Peter Dutton's fundraiser that had the same graphic layout as the Call Me By Your Name poster? Yeah, it was like the same shade of blue. <laughs> With the yellow font of, like, cursive. Both their headshots down the bottom. They just needed to, like, slightly tilt their heads a little bit more towards each other. There was a peach (laughs) on the cover. Yes. (laughs) I loved it. I think they should do all the other gay movies next. Yes. Brokeback Mountain. Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That can be um, Pauline. I was just thinking about this the other day because we've got the council elections in Melbourne right now and there's a woman whose headshot is no doubt from the 80s in this and some of the some of the design of the how to vote cards that people are sending out is just so bad and I was just thinking like it must be hard for like conservative right-wing political parties to find someone to design their posters and their how to vote cards because yeah. most I mean saying this is someone who like lives in inner city Melbourne but like most of the creatives I know would not fucking do it like you could not pay them mm-hmm. to design their thing so maybe the liberal party played themselves and they got this creative who's gay and takes vengeance <laughs> This is vengeance, you know? Oh my god, I love it. Someone's playing the long game on this. This is for defunding the arts. (laughs) They're making Uh, one of those like magic eye things where like you like blur your eyes and it like reveals like (laughs) the gay agenda. Let the gays have all the power. I don't know. What would we say? What would what what is the gay agenda? What do we want? Um poppers for everyone. Nice towels. (laughs) <laughs> nice towel and poppers for everyone. Uh, and that's why you should vote for me. Yeah. <laughs> Free poppers and nice towels. Yeah. That's oh, good. I Love like it. that. And Pepsi in every fountain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a simple uh, wish, but I think it's achievable. I actually think that if everybody had nice towels and everybody had access to poppers, we would have a much nicer society. Yeah, it would be calm. Mm. Good circulation. <laughs> and clean. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Speaking of um political ads, did you guys see in the UK this week, there was that campaign about retraining artists and performers to do cyber, jobs in cyber. And the way that it was done is they, they found this photo and they it wasn't even like they took this photo. They literally just ripped it off some girl's Instagram of a ballerina. I and it, she's like that. sitting, like tying on her ballet shoes. And it's like, Fatima doesn't know it, but she could have a future in cyber. Oh my God. What is cyber? Like cyber security? Yeah. Just like jobs in IT and like that kind of stuff. But everyone has just been like, this is so inappropriate. And like, as if the arts aren't struggling enough without this propaganda saying like, you know, get a real job <laughs> and like, don't worry about your passion and your career. It's like, she's a professional ballerina. It's like, what are you fucking talking about? Mm. And then people unpacked the the ad being like, well, you needed a graphic designer for this you need the artist herself for this photo you need it like just being like it's this complete disregard i know it's like old hack everybody's been saying it now but it's like what's been getting everybody through lockdown yeah Mm. netflix how do you get to netflix books arts yeah you can't have you can't have blockbuster films without tiny fringe festivals like they Mm. are all part of the same thing and to tell people that people doing that stuff are wasting their time and wasting taxpayers money is scary shit that's fascism Mm. i actually um, tried to apply for a free tafe course in it and cyber security oh my god (laughs) yes They got you, Aurelia. Aurelia, you need to post that ad, but you. (laughs) But then I, like, didn't finish the application and they tried calling me twice, but didn't pick up. And then they sent me an email saying they've withdrawn my application. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's so arts. (laughs) Yeah. 
because I was like, maybe I need to have a real career. And then I changed my mind. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. I saw someone saying, like, it's so embarrassing that the UK government has become the dad from Billy Elliot. <laughs> Boxing. Yeah, yeah, boys do cyber, not ballet. <laughs> ballet? Ballet? Mm. You should be doing upper pants of cyber lessons. <laughs> <laughs> You're not freaking ballet, dad said ballet. <laughs> Get back on your computer. <laughs> I don't know why he's a pirate now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You make that JavaScript, you. <laughs> Where are you? Where are you? Where's your accent based right now? <laughs> oh my god, I don't know. <laughs> Oh, fuck. It is so insulting. And even, like, the UK and Australia, so, like, all the incentives is very jobs for the boys. Like, there's no... <laughs> like, cool, I'm going to go be a builder now. Have you fucking met me, Josh Frydenberg? Like, yeah. do you want me to build your house? There's a reason I went into the arts. <laughs> like... Oh, God. <laughs> fucking idiots. Anyway, guys, I have a queer and A. Oh, yes. Ooh, what is it? It's... Uh, it's a good one. Tasty. I'm excited. It's from Samuel in Southbank. What a great place to be. He's probably the millionth Samuel in Southbank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of Sams there. I've been sexting this guy who is exactly my type. Everything's been hot and steamy until he started calling me daddy. Call me by your daddy. Um, (laughs) Now I'm thrown for a loop. I'm only 26 and I don't know how to process this. I don't know if I'm ready to be a father. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Samuel. Oh, what a dilemma. Well, I mean, Aurelia, as a daddy yourself, what are your thoughts? (laughs) Well, this just reminds me of a meme I saw a few years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Which is also the title of your autobiography. Yeah. (laughs) No, there's this meme I saw a few years ago that was like, you can't call me daddy, but I'm supposed to call you baby. Am I your father or not? called baby you gotta be fine with some daddies absolutely and I've, I've talked about this with my friends before the phrase daddy is so not associated with my father because i have never and will never refer to him as daddy like there was definitely a point where i turned three years old and i was like hi craig how are you <laughs> were you one of those kids that called your parents by their first name no i used to do it because they wouldn't respond to me <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, sort of ignoring me. But no, I, especially in shops and stuff, my mum would forget that she was a mother and I'd just have to be like, Joe? And she'd be like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like daddy is, like the phrase daddy is so separate from family. Mm. Mm. Sure. I don't use it myself in the bedroom, but it's so different to father-daughter balls mm. and purity rings. I do kind of love how it has entered the gay vernacular, especially mm. amongst gay men, to such an extent that, like, yeah, you have an encounter like this where it's like, this guy is 26 and, like, <laughs> you know, he's some someone's daddy. And, like, sometimes there's even, like, encounters where, like, the older partner will be calling the younger partner daddy. It's like, that's how little it has <laughs> to do with... <laughs> it's not even, like, an age thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a top and bottom thing, though. That's like, true. You wouldn't call a bottom daddy. Anyone on a salary is a daddy to me. <laughs> <laughs> if you're um, not on that hourly wage, you're a daddy. <laughs> Do you have a contract? Yes. All right, you're daddy. <laughs> you're daddy. <laughs> Do you have superannuation? <laughs> yeah. Do you understand tax? You're my daddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, now that sounds weird. <laughs> Oh, that's everybody. But also, Samuel, you're it's okay to to not be comfortable with it. I yeah. think you should let them know. But also, is it because you're uncomfortable being called daddy or is it because you're older than this person and they're making you aware that you're 26 and not 21 anymore? True, that's the real question. Like, you know, mm. he's 26, which is beginning gay death. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's just like sitcom death for women. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's on his way out. So, you know, my advice to Samuel is, as a later in life gay, enjoy that you're getting anything (laughs) in your late 20s. Like, it's over for you. (laughs) (laughs) And do, like, a face mask or some retinol treatment so you can look younger. And then you get to call other people daddy. 
Yeah. Or yeah, just totally. get a mustache and lean into that daddiness. I, I think lean into it. And I think the first step is a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think RuPaul calls his husband daddy? I think he calls him my frack tycoon. <laughs> <laughs> if he's into fracking, he's a daddy. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh my god isn't Rue's husband Australian and just yeah. like a farmer George I, I thought so from um I don't know I feel like any American celebrity that is dating an Australian I always think they're from Geelong I'm like Portia de Rossi Geelong <gasps> yes Paul's husband Geelong Geelong <laughs> the Hemsworths Geelong Geelong <laughs> are they from Geelong I think they're from Keith Urban Geelong, Geelong. <laughs> um, I think the the Hemsworths are from Port Phillip, Port Phillip Bay area. I'm quickly looking this up. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure they have a holiday house in... Oh, Phillip Island, that's it, that's the one. Yeah, but they're probably also from Geelong. I am really excited for you guys before next episode to watch the Black Pink Doco. I'm, I'm so excited pumped. for you to start going down holes on YouTube all about Black Pink. The world of K-pop, I'm new to it, guys. Yeah, it's at the top of my list. I can already tell I'm going to be a fanatic. I need you to know, speaking of celebrities who come from Melbourne, that Rose, who's one of the members, went to Canterbury Girls. <gasps> really? Like, she's Melbourne. Oh, my God. Oh. I'm going to send my daughter there. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> How many years was she there? High school. And then she the left. She would have... Yeah, she left at like 15, 16, like she dropped out of school to go to this K-pop training school. Oh my God. Which is, wow. oh yeah, yeah, get it, you gotta watch it. The K-pop oh training God. is insane. Okay. <laughs> we are discussing this first thing next week. I love it. Oh my I God. It. Um, <laughs> when you say K-pop training, I imagine the opposite of like gay conversion camp. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like yeah. they teach you everything it looks intense but yeah you gotta watch it we'll talk about it next week oh i'm excited i'm excited for you thanks for listening guys have a good week everybody bye, bye. don't forget to follow us on instagram at pop pod and if you like this episode give us a review on apple podcasts and remember be gay <laughs> <laughs> 